You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. Can you give God praise in this place? Somebody magnify the name of the Lord and lift him up. Isn't he worthy of the praise? Hallelujah, hallelujah. To him be all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We thank and we praise the Lord for another opportunity to come before you. God bless you to those of you that are with us here in person. And God bless you to each and every one that has connected with us online, virtually. We salute you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It is so good to be here. And more importantly, it is good to belong to the Lord. How many know it's, it's important to belong to God? Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Listen, I give honor to God and I thank and I praise him for another opportunity to represent him. I honor Apostle Willie Talbert. I honor our lead pastor, Pastor Steve Talbert, to all of our associate pastors, to Pastor Vondell Scott, Pastor Hector and Cassandra Foy, Pastor Carolyn Doherty. Amen to Prophetess Sonia Lewis, Minister Nicole, and Minister Larry Edwards, to Minister Regina Harley, amen, to Minister Evan- to, to Evangelist, rather, Benita Clifton, amen, to each and every one, Minister Gartner, great woman of God, who you just saw up here, that is a praying woman. Even when we're praying on, the, on our prayer call, when she starts saying, hallelujah, 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 you know it's on, amen. I get so excited, amen, because I know that that woman of God is going to (laughs) pray. She's going to pray till you feel the prayer, amen. And so we thank and we praise God for each and every uh, one of our ministers and those that are connected with us, those that we cover spiritually, amen. We honor, we honor you. I thank and I praise God for my mom, amen, who is, amen. She's still with us, and I just give God praise for her. Amen. 87 years young in August, and that's a blessing. Every time I look at her, I'm like, you you just don't look it. You just don't look it. But listen, that's where I got my jeans from. Amen. So let's go to the word of God, shall we? I don't intend to be before you long. I just want to give you what the Lord has given me. God has been speaking to me, and y'all know that. When you're sensitive to God, when you hear his voice, and many of us, we know how to hear the voice of God. Amen? You know, God spoke something to me this morning. God said, you need to tell the people that a lot of them already know how to hear my voice. It's whether or not they'll do what my voice is telling them to do. They'll they'll obey me. Amen? said, and here's the thing, then God said this to me. God said, not only do they hear my voice, God said, but sometimes they don't want to do what I'm telling them to do, so they want to tell me what to tell them to do. I said, I hear you, God. And then I thought to myself, and I thought back to when I was like that, where I wanted to tell God what to say, what to tell me, because I knew what I wanted to do. Amen. How many? Oh, okay. Here we go. I'm getting ahead of myself. Jeremiah 29, 11. Can you hear me? Oh, I know you can hear me here. Can you hear me out there? 
putting it in the chat, dropping in the chat, so I can hear you, Apostle. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, we're going to look at verses 11 through 13. Verses 11 through 13, that's going to be the foundation for the scripture. Jeremiah 11, verses 11, Jeremiah 29, rather, verses 11 through 13. We're going to ask those of you that are here with me, stand in honor, reverence, and respect to the reading of God's word. Those of you that may not be here with me, if you're able to stand, I don't care whether you're at home or where you're at, give some respect to the word of God. Amen? And it reads, I'm going to read from the King James Version, then I'm going to tell you what the, what the Message Bible says. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken, which means listen, unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. And just for clarity, the word hearken goes beyond listening. So God is telling us something in that word. Y'all hear that? The message translation. This is God's word on the subject. I love it. As soon as Babylon 70 years are up and not a day before I'll show up and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. That's verse 10. Verse 11. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. This is the word of God. God's word is already blessed. I want to talk to you from this subject. God's will for our lives. God's will for our lives. I want you to agree with me on several things. First of all, that God will be pleased, honored, and glorified as a result of the word that shall come forth. That you, the people, will be encouraged, empowered, reminded, and edified. And that the devil will be disappointed and horrified. Can you lift your hands and say with me, Lord... As your servant has decreed and declared, be it so in your name. Now, come on and clap your hands and bless the Lord. I'm so glad we in person because I can move around. Amen. Y'all just don't know. When, I'm, when we're doing it virtually and we're not in person, I'll be about to jump out of the chair. Stuff will go flying. But I'm in person so I can walk and jump and stuff and do all that. I'm excited about the Lord and about the word of God. God began to talk to me about his will for us, his will for us. And as he began to speak to me about his will for us, <laughs> I began to get more and more excited because in the will of God are promises. Did y'all know that? There are promises that God has for us, that he himself has declared, he himself has made for us. 
Now, there are things that God has promised us as his people. Oh, but the closer you get to him, he'll make a promise specifically to you. And that's what's so exciting about learning God, getting to know God, and getting closer to him. So in God's will for us, or God's will for our lives, God took me back. And God said to me, that my original intention, my original intent, this is what God said, my original intent for humanity was blessings, provision, and abundance. Huh, did y'all hear that? Blessings, provisions, and abundance. Then God said, he said, go back to the book of Genesis where I gave you a peek, I gave you an opportunity to see what my original intent was. Now listen, we know what happened, but it was his original intent that we would be in such relationship and fellowship with him, that we would enjoy what relationship and fellowship with God brings. The, the, the blessings, the provisions, the abundance. His intent was for humanity to enjoy the beauty, the abundance, and the fruitfulness of creation. Go to Genesis and check it out. Do a deep dive, do a study. Study, and when I say study, write down your questions while you're studying and while you're reading it. I declare unto you that God will make it clear to you that that's what his original intent was. And so knowing his original intent, now, look at here, look at here, look at here. We know what happened, but guess what? He made it possible for us to be in fellowship and relationship with him right now. Somebody put, put it in the chat and somebody say it with me that's here. Right now. Right now. Right now, we can have relationship and fellowship with God. Now, remember what I said back there relationship and fellowship with him brings the blessings, the provision, the abundance. Come on here now. The, the, the fruitfulness that goes with it, all of that. When we have relationship. So I'm talking about his will for us, for our lives. And so his will for our lives has a purpose and a reason. And when you look at scripture, you will find throughout, throughout scripture, even Bible verses that specifically speak to the reason, to the purpose for our lives. And y'all know I love this, the scripture that this message is based on, Jeremiah 29. I love that, especially that verse 11. But you don't need to start there. You need to read before that. And you need to read after that to get a clearer understanding. And so if you're interested, hear this. If you're interested in knowing what God's plan for your life is, then you've got to learn how to walk with God. Y'all hearing this? It's not spooky. It's not scary. All it means is that you surrender your life unto the Lord. You commit to being in relationship with him. And here's the thing. 
He will teach you how to walk with him. Isn't that awesome? It's nothing we have to figure out ourselves. How many times have you known people looking for their purpose, searching for their purpose, trying to figure out why they're here, why they exist? Come on. We all been there. I was there at a time. I was there not understanding that I shouldn't have really been searching for my purpose, but I didn't understand that. What do I mean by that? What I really should have been doing is searching and pursuing relationship with God. And guess what? He would have shown me my purpose. Anybody hearing me? You know why? Because he is the one before, come on, Jeremiah 1, before you were formed in your mama's womb. Didn't he already figure it out? Didn't he already establish it? Didn't he already plan it? He called us to it, didn't he? He decided who we were, who we are, who we should be, what we should do, what we should enjoy. Didn't he already decide it? He decided that we were supposed to be blessed, didn't he? What happened? What happened? Something got in the way, didn't it? Come on here now. What got in the way? Understand this, just like back in Genesis, I told you, we, we, we saw his original intent back there, didn't we? Who got in the way? The devil. Huh? What did he do? He threw a monkey wrench in there and distracted humanity, distracted Adam and Eve, distracted them, said some stuff. Don't believe the lies of the devil. Put that in the chat. Don't believe the lies of the devil because I'm getting ready to tell you something. You're still entitled to God's best. You're still entitled to enjoy his will for your life. And here's the lies that the devil tells us because you did this back then. Because you were this then. Because you committed that and you did this. And you indulged in that. And you enjoyed that. Come on here now. Anybody hearing me? He'll try to make you feel like you don't deserve it. But come on, I want you to open your mouths and lift your voice and say the devil is a liar. We deserve God's best, don't we? We just, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what family you were born in. I don't care if you were born in a family that was a bunch of thieves, robbers, liars, whatever. You deserve God's best. And you deserve to experience his will for your life. He told Jeremiah, before you were formed, don't give me any excuses as to why, why you shouldn't be the one. Don't, don't try to make up nothing and convince me that I shouldn't have called you, that I shouldn't have anointed you, that I should not expect you to walk in my will before you were formed in your mama womb. Come on here now. You wasn't even, you wasn't even a, a, a fertilized egg. Ha, God. And I had already decided you were going to bust them on the scene. I already 
decided you was going to be born, regardless to how you got here, I decided you were going to get here. I'm the one that did it. And I'm the one that planned your life. I'm the one that established the will for you. I'm the one that decided you deserve my best. I'm the one that decided I was going to love you like nobody else loved you. I'm the one that decided I was going to make you the apple of my eye. I'm the one that decided that you were so important to me and you mattered to me so much until I know every hair on your head. No matter how many weaves or wigs to pay, how much you cut, I still know that the hair follicles are there. Huh? Because I created you. I put them there. No matter how much you color it, I know. I know what I put there. Huh? I know every hair on your head. That's how much you mean to me. And so the devil would try to make us feel like we don't deserve it. The devil would try to make us feel like, oh, you might as well give up. It ain't ever going to work. You ain't never going to enjoy that. That ain't going to happen. Just wait for the next shoe to drop. Oh, but the devil is a liar. Because his will for our lives is amazing. If you only knew what God had planned for you. If you only knew what he had in store for you. Here's the thing. We want to tell him what the plan for us. God, this is my plan. Oh, y'all should have heard me back years ago. So this is what I'm going to do. And this is my plan. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the first one in my family to go to college. And then when I do that, this is what I'm going to do. And I, I was, I went to college. <laughs> one of the prestigious schools. All of that, and I'm going, this is the kind of business I'm going, and I'm going to be this in corporate, and I'm going to have this, and I'm not going to ever have to want, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Then I surrendered my life to the Lord. At the age of 18, I had a nerve to get saved. Here's the thing. All of that was in the divine will of God. For me to surrender my life, for me to finally get some sense and say, I need a relationship with the one who created me. Because really, that's what being saved is. You're in relationship now with the one who created you, with the one who called you into existence, called you into being. And here's the thing. The enemy tries to mess with us because some of us have been through some rough stuff. Anybody here besides me been through some rough stuff? Huh? Anybody been through, and, and I mean, to the point to where you didn't know whether you were even going to be there the next day, the next week. Come on here. That's how rough some of the stuff was. Some of the stuff was so rough that you didn't even know if you wanted to be. Oh, but the devil is a liar. Because God has a plan. And God's plan is much better than our plan. And, and here's the thing. A lot of us, we think it's all about being religious. How many know it's not about being religious? Do you know that being a Christian isn't being religious? Not if you're a real Christian. 
Being a Christian means that you have received and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And now your life, you're learning how to live your life differently. Did y'all hear me? I said, you're learning, somebody say it with me, learning how to live your life differently. Can I tell you, it's not an overnight thing. I remember the day I got saved, October 24th, 1975. Ah, <laughs> and the next day, October 25th, I was thinking about that thing. And I knew I was different. The next day, I still knew I was different. I knew I could not continue going the way that I was going before the transformation took place. And so here's the thing. I had to learn how to walk this thing out day by day. Did I make mistakes? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> because I was learning how to do it. I didn't know what it was like to be saved, to live holy, to walk upright. I knew I wanted to do more than just be a churchgoer because I had seen some stuff. <laughs> but I knew that I could not continue in the way that I was before. And so I had to learn. Let me tell you what the world's definition of religion is. It's the belief in worship of a superhuman power or powers, especially a god or gods, a particular system of faith and worship institutionally, a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. That's the world's definition of religion. So being religious could mean anything. You could be anything. You could be worshiping anything. You could be uh, uh, committing or being in relationship with anything. So that's not what Christianity is. Christianity is that you are now in relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit because you received and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it's about relationship and the spiritual connection that you have with the Lord, not religion. People do things religiously, which means it's a habit of them doing it. That's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is a lifestyle. And so you cultivate that relationship with the Lord by taking time to get to know him. How do you get to know him? Through prayer, um, through study of the word. How better to get to know the author than to be in relationship with him and to get into his word? Read his book. When you read the word of God, when you read God's book, the Bible, it gives you a better picture of him. It lets you know that he's not some mean God looking to squash you the minute you make a mistake. He's loving, he's merciful, he's compassionate, he, he's patient. Can I tell you how I know? 
because I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. He had to be patient for me to still be here. He had to be merciful. He had to be loving, gracious, understanding. Huh? He had to be forgiving. He had to be all those things in order for me to be standing before you right now. Because there were times when he would have been justified in wiping me off the face of the earth because of some stuff. Anybody hearing me? But because he loved me. Anybody here? He loves you. Don't let the devil tell you the lies and try to make you feel like he's tired of you. He's he, he, he done with you now. It's over. Oh, you can't. You can't fix it. You can't. No, you can't fix it. All you can do is trust him and surrender. And so as I began to look at his will for our lives, many times we're seeking his will and really we're seeking something that makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Something that makes us feel good. Anybody hear me? But we say we're seeking the will of God. I'm, I'm seeking the will of God. I'm looking for my purpose. I want to see what I'm supposed to be doing for God. Oh, why am I here? But here's the real deal. We want all the good stuff. Guess what? God has something better than good for us. He's got the best for us. And so what happens is, yeah, we go through different things. And so we make our plan. We want God's stamp of approval. God just approved this. Here, here's the draft, God. Take, take a look over it and approve it so that this can be the plan. I got it already. I figured it out. I know what I want to do. And God is saying to you, mm-hmm, okay, so this is what I've called you to. Does it line up with what you want to do? This is how... Here's the thing. It's not about just coming to church all the time. That's part of it, coming to church. Why do we come to church? We come to church to receive instructions, to receive teaching, training. We come to church to receive the things that we need to receive so that we can live during the week, so that we'll know how to deal with those conflicts and those um, disappointments and those challenges that we're going to be confronted with down through the week. And so we come to church to get all of the tools and all of the ammunition and everything that we need to help us to live this life, to help us to deal with the fact that we're living in a world right now that's not Christian friendly. Anybody hearing me? We're living in a world right now that challenges our very walk, our very faith in God. We're living in a world that will tell you that you're a hater because you don't go along with everything the world wants you to go along with. We're living in a world that's, dealt, that's full of bullies who want to force you to go their way and to accept their lifestyle. Anybody hearing me? We're living in a world that if you don't cave, if you don't compromise, then something's wrong with you, according to them. We're living in a world where they will seek you out just to cause problems for you. 
because they know you're trying to live right. You're trying to be an example for the Lord. You're trying, all you want to do is love on people. All you want to do is win people to Christ. You're a target if you want to do right. Now, if you want to drop it like it's hot, if you want to compromise, if you want to take down, if you want to be some tiny in and out, up and down, then they'll embrace you. But if you are the type of person that wants to be sound and balanced in God and his word, then you're the enemy as far as they're concerned. Did y'all know that? And so here's the deal. God is calling us to make a difference. He's calling us to take a stand. He's calling us to be different. He's no matter what industry, what area you're in, guess what? God can use us anywhere he wants to use us. I can be pushing a cart in the shop right, and God can give me a word for somebody over there in the frozen food section. Are you hearing me? Why? Because I have committed my life to the Lord to the point to where whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do. God can use us in the political world. He can use us in the business world. Listen, there was a time when they would say to you, oh, you say you're a Christian, so you shouldn't be trying to do no business. You shouldn't be in politics. You shouldn't be, you should be wherever God has called you to be and wherever he wants to use you. Can I tell you something? I don't want to be just around all Christians and all church folk all the time. All, all of our lights are shining. Whose light is shining the brightest? And who am I going to win to the Lord if I'm around you all the time? So God places me in places where everybody don't know him. So my light can shine. I don't have to walk around looking all stern and strict and mean for folk to think I'm a Christian. I can be loving. I can laugh. I can lie because I'm in God's will for my life. And so I can be loving and be approachable, laugh and talk with folk, and they can still see the love of God in my life. No matter who they are, no matter what they're doing, no matter. Listen, I'm not the one that's got a heaven or a hell to put anybody in, but I am the one that can show them a better way. I am the one that can show them how to get to heaven. I am the one. That can show them how to live life and how to live it abundantly. I am the one. Why? Because I happen to be one of God's children. And because I'm one of his children, I am the example that he has called me to be. I pray every day, God, help me to properly respond in every situation. Every day I say, God, sharpen my discernment. Every day I say, God, use me for your glory no matter where. Wherever you want to use, God put a boldness in me so that I'm not forcing anybody, but I'm loving on them so that they can see you in my life. And I'm not ashamed to let it be known that I belong to you. And so as I continue to try to wrap this up, understand this. We often don't know our thoughts. We often don't know what the will is for our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know 
And the message Bible says, I know what I'm doing. This is God. I have it all planned out. In the King James Version, he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected and to give you what? To give you an expected and to give you what? Good results. That's really what it means. To give you the promises that I have already made to you. I've already made the promises. I've promised that you will be blessed. I've promised that you would be the head and not the tail. I promised you that I will go before you and make crooked places straight. I promised you. I promised you that what I've already began, that I will complete it in your life. I promised you that I will cover you. He who dwells in the secret place, Psalm 91, of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Huh? I promised you protection, didn't I? Didn't he promise us that? He promised us that he would protect us. He would watch over us. He promised us. He promised us that we could experience the miracle of healing. Huh? He promised us. No matter what the doctor said, he said, I can amaze the doctors. No matter what the prognosis is or the diagnosis, I can baffle. But then, can I tell you something? There are times that God will allow us to go through some things where we have to go to the doctor because he's been trying to get the doctor's attention for a long time to surrender to him. And so he sends you with this horrible illness or whatever this is that, that attacks your body. God sends you there. Now, he didn't bring it on you. He allowed it. But then he says, I'm going to use this for my glory. He'll send you to this doctor or doctors, he's been talking to them, trying to tell them that they ain't the ones that created the human body. Because some of them get a little confused because they got so much head knowledge. And so he sends you. He sends you there so that you can receive the tree first. He lets them see. Okay, it's a situation. They speak it, blah, blah, blah. Then you go through the treatment. But in the meantime, what they don't know is you're praying. You believe in God. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You're speaking words of power, words of health, words of healing, words of victory, words of life. You're speaking it out of your mouth. You've reached out, and you know there's some people that they won't talk about it. They'll pray about it. And so you connect with them, and you say, I need you to pray for me. I, I, this is my situation. And they say, all right. They start praying. They're not talking about it. They're not gossiping with nobody else. They're not discussing your situation. They talking to God Almighty about it. And, and so we're two or three are gathered together in my name. What do the words say? Huh? Here. Come on here now. And so miracles, signs, and wonders. And then as you go through, the doctors are seeing this, and they're being amazed because they know what their training has told them ought to be happening, but something else happened. You come out cancer-free. You come out no more lupus. You come out no more arthritis. You come out the cysts have dissolved. Tumors have gone away. You come out healed and whole, and they trying to figure out how is it that happened when it happened the way it happened. It's because I have God's will for my life. And his will is that I shall live and not die. And declare the one.
wondrous works of God. No matter how many folk get upset with you and wish you had a die. Come on here now. You know there's some folk. There's some folk, but guess what? No matter what, you shall live and not die and declare the wondrous works of God. And be everything that God has called you to be. Do everything he's called you to touch everybody's life that you're supposed to touch. You'll speak the word to whoever you need to speak the word to. You'll love on whoever you need to love on. Why? Because God has a will for our life. Then he says this. Then you shall call upon me. Did y'all hear me? I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about being in a place with God. We've got to make that time to spend with him so that we get to know him. When we get to know him, we get to know what his purpose and his will is for our lives. We get to know why we're here. Isn't that what people searching for? Why am I here, God? What am I supposed to be doing? Get to know God and he'll reveal it to you. The more you pursue God and relationship with him, the clearer he'll make it. The more you pursue your purpose, your reason, you won't be able to figure it out. You'll be confused. How many know? All mixed up. And then it says, I will hearken unto you. I told you that goes beyond just hearing. He'll listen. He'll, I, I, there's an illustration in the Jewish religion. And they said that the illustration is an illustration of the Lord, of God. And he's leaning toward the people and said, what does that mean? That means that God is listening. He's paying attention to you and to your prayers, your requests, your supplications, the things that you're, you're asking God to do. God is leaning in your direction. Why? Because you got his attention. Isn't that awesome that you can have such relationship with God that you have his attention and when you have God's attention, he says, and you shall seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with all your heart. Verse 14 in the message says something. It says, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. I'll make sure. Why? Because I have plans for you. Plans of good, not evil, to bring you to the anticipated end. And I close with this, 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears it. 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. You know what delight means? Live with him. Walk with him. That's what delight means. It don't mean, oh, giddy, giddy, giddy. That's not what it means. It means I'm close to him. And I'm getting closer. And I'm getting to know him better. I'm not depending on somebody else to pray for me. They can pray with me. But I'm not depending on them to pray for me. Huh? Why? Because I got my own relationship. I got my own relationship. I, I just want you to just, just agree with me in prayer. Will you do that? Will you agree with me in prayer? I'm not asking you to pray instead of me. Pray with me. Just agree with me in prayer. 
that I walk in divine health in the name of Jesus. Just agree with me in prayer that God is supplying all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you about some of the promises. Get into the word and see his promises. I get excited every time I see the promises, every time God reminds me of his promises. No matter what I'm going through, God will say, this is only temporary. I'm bringing you up out of this. Hallelujah. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins, we're going to give you an opportunity that you will come to know him in the pardon of your sins. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text GIFT to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.